0: You know, often when we talk about nutrition and wellness, people are like, well, I'm doing everything wrong. I have to change it all. And that's the fastest way to fail. So instead, we talk to people once you raise your awareness, then step two is deciding on just one thing that you can do better.
1: Welcome to episode 24 everyone. And today my guest is Lucy Hayhurst, who's a licensed and registered dietitian and nutritionist based in South Durham, North Carolina. Lucy and her business partner, Kristen Norton, founded Well Balanced Nutrition, and the website is www.wellbalancednutrition.com. Although I've been out of public accounting for a number of years, the one thing I do remember vividly was the busy season 10. The additional 10 pounds I gained because of all the pizza, the fast food, and the lack of exercise. I asked Lucy to be the guest and to provide you with some strategic tips on how to avoid the busy season 10. Now, you don't have to be a CPA or an accountant to listen to this episode because all professionals at some time during their work year will have to put in the extra hours over an extended period of time. When this happens most of us revert to fast food and no exercise to get through this high-stress time frame. Well, by the end of this episode, Lucy will give you some practical tips to help avoid the additional weight, as well as be more strategic in your food choices during stressful periods of time. Now, before we get to the interview... I want to share with you that Change Your Mindset is now being distributed on C-Suite Radio. You can find Change Your Mindset and many other outstanding business podcasts on C-Suite Radio by going to wwwc This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. And now for a quick shameless plug. Other than being the host of this podcast, I'm an author, a public speaking coach, and a professional speaker. I've worked with sales teams, C-suite teams, engineers, and accounting and finance teams. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and think that I could add value as a speaker to an upcoming conference, please contact me at peter at petermargaritas.com and put in the subject line, CYM, Speaking Opportunity. I would greatly appreciate it. So now, let's get to the interview with Lucy Hayhurst. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're doing something that we haven't done in a while, and we're talking to Lucy Hayhurst, and... She's going to talk to us about how we can become healthier eaters and to get that motivation going to get help with the stress and and just be healthier in our business lives. And Lucy, thank you for taking time out of, I can only imagine your hectic schedule (laughs) to spend some time with me on my podcast today.
0: It's my pleasure, Peter. Thank you. And before y'all tune out, we promise this is going to be more fun than just talking about all those silly fruits and vegetables.
1: That's right. Because she's already shared some stories with me. I'm going to let her tell you those. But if you could, uh, Lucy, could you give the audience just a little bit of a background and maybe a funny story or two that how you get into this business?
0: Oh my gosh, Peter. So I was really, really surprised When I got to the University of Dayton, that's where I did my undergraduate studies, and I had always enjoyed food. My mom said I was unique because I would pick Subway as my fast food choice instead of burgers and fries. I also walked out the door every morning with a Pop-Tart on my way to high school, so don't let that fool you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Balance. You're balancing it. Balance.
0: That's right. (laughs) Well-balanced nutrition. So when I got to University of Dayton and found out that there was a whole career path that lets you talk about food and exercise every day, I'm not kidding. I thought everybody was going to be knocking on the door, begging for this job. I've since learned I'm a little unique. (laughs) (laughs) Not everybody is excited about that, which might be a surprise for you all out there. And maybe not everyone's as excited about your spreadsheets with all those numbers. (laughs) I am excited. I'm excited for you guys. But um, really, that was just it. I just knew from the moment I found out that this was a thing, being a dietitian was definitely for me. What's really great, fun story, I went into the director's office. Her name's Patricia Dolan. And she sat me down and asked me some hard questions. And I said, you know, I really don't know. Do I want to be a dietitian or do I want to be a nutritionist? And she gave me the look, you know, the look. Mm -hmm. And she said, until you know the difference, you have no business being in my office. I didn't know that being a dietitian was A four-year undergraduate with uh, about a year, a thousand plus hour internship and a very serious registration exam versus a nutritionist, which is not as heavily regulated in some states. And you can just go online and do a six-week course. And now I'm Lucy the nutritionist or Peter the nutritionist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So she gave you that look and made you go research the difference between the two of them.
0: Yes, exactly. So now I know.
1: So now you are. <laughs> and and you've got this... We all have a love for food. What's your tagline? I remember you shared something about... It.
0: Well, my original personal tagline is, I'm on earth spreading the good news of fruits and vegetables. Okay. But for Well-Balanced Nutrition, what we really do is help you worry less, love what you eat, and live your best life.
1: And that's Well-Balanced Dot com all one word. Got to make sure you get the plug in there for, for the website. <laughs> and, and actually, if you go to the website, it, it is pretty cool. And, and they've got the, uh, one of the drop-down boxes for meal plans, and they've got a pretty cool planner that's online, digital that that you can. I was watching the video that you can put your meal in and how many servings, and it keeps track of all the nutritional data for that meal as well as for the for the day. For the week, which was which is really cool, I'm gonna to have to try that out when we're done with this interview, and, and and try it for the 28 day refresh and and see how see how that works. I thought that was a pretty cool product that you've got there.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we can also get people signed up for a three day free trial if you're not ready to commit to the whole 28 days.
1: Okay, I I'm not, I think I'm ready to commit for 28 days. I'm 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 not afraid of it too much.
0: <laughs> uh, you're right
1: <laughs> so you, you, you've got this love of food and, and one of the stories that your mother shared but now, Lucy's mom is Kathy Passion who's the executive director for the Central Ohio Diabetes Association and she was sharing a story that you just relocated to Raleigh-Durham and, and di- didn't have a job a aligned and uh, you're going to kill your mom now aren't you
0: <laughs> no no it's great
1: <laughs> so you you go ahead and finish the story.
0: Oh, well, you know, when you're 22, 23 and, and the world is your oyster, I, um, I had just gotten my fancy letters RD after mm. my name and decided, of course, I can now get a job anywhere. So I up and uprooted my life and moved to Durham, North Carolina because I have a sister here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought, you know, who's not going to want to hire me? I'm Lucy RD. Uh, <laughs> lots of people didn't want to hire me. I didn't really know anything or anyone because we know networking is pretty important, but I'm not the kind of person that's just going to let that hold me down. So I uh, wrote to a bunch of local gyms and said, Hey, do you need a dietitian on staff? And one wrote back and said, no, but you're welcome to come hang your shingle here. And you have full access to all of our members for your nutrition services. Nice. It sounds pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. But what we learned is when people are paying $50 plus a month for a gym membership, they're not excited to pay another $50, $100 to see the nutritionist. Ah. So that's where insurance comes in handy.
1: <laughs> yes. And, and you've also been known to early on and probably still do to some degree is walk through a, a grocery store, stop a stranger and say, can I help you with your shopping?
0: <laughs> That's not untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you're looking baffled or like you have questions, I am there to help. A lot of times people avoid the produce section because they're like, I don't even know I don't even know what a scallion looks like, and that scares them. And so they just stay away from it. And I make it my mission to, if somebody's got that question look on their face, I'm, I'm totally down to help them find what they're looking for.
1: Well, I, I, I needed some help because I thought a shallot and a scallion were pretty much the same thing, but you just used the green part versus the white part. I thought that was the difference between the two. <clears throat> and I've learned that's completely wrong.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah. is the fastest way to make any meals uh, seem restaurant fancy. A little butter and finely diced shallot with your eggs in the morning—you're officially feeling all kinds of fancy.
1: So you said a little butter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm my inner Bill Clinton's coming out now. I'm going to ask you something. What's your definition of a little butter? <laughs>
0: That's a good question. Uh, Well, so here's the good thing to know. Fat is our friend. So all that stuff that you grew up with the 80s and 90s, hearing how fat is evil. Thank God we have thrown that away. And fat's our friend. So when I talk about a little butter, I want you to hold out your thumb and bend it the knuckle. And that top part, that's how much butter I want you to use at
1: each meal. Not that much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got my index finger sticking out. Isn't that, isn't that just a little bit of butter? <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. This is a French version of just a little bit of butter. right <laughs> The whole index finger. <laughs> got it. Do a little
0: bit more, but a lot of times I find people are terrified when I start asking them to add peanut butter or regular butter, olive oil, mayonnaise. Oh. Yeah. But tell me, I'll tell you what if you want a way to cut your cravings, add fat. it is your friend
1: now, add fat, but there's got to be that you know a little bit of fat and from a, from a gram perspective, how many grams of fat should we add to our diet?
0: I should have known the CPA was gonna want to talk about numbers <laughs> 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 you know. At Well-Balanced Nutrition, we don't actually get caught up in the counting calories and grams of fat because, uh, well, first and foremost, as humans, no matter how precise you think you're being, you really suck at it.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, so unless you are that human that is literally weighing and, and portioning out every morsel that goes into your mouth, in which case we've got other things to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but. Really, it's about tuning back into your body and learning to listen. And when I have mayonnaise and sardines that both have fat, my body's like, ooh, that was too much. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I have one of those salads and I'm like, I'm just going to use a little dressing and have some lean chicken. Then two hours later, my body says, wow, I'm starving. You probably should have had a little bit more to eat. Uh, at lunchtime
1: two years ago i had my gallbladder removed and i had sludge and i couldn't eat i was on an extreme low-fat diet just to get to the point of the surgery and then they said give it six more weeks don't add any major fat back in and they said some people it'll take even longer Mm -hmm. and for me it was about a year and a half until i could it really any amount of fat back into my diet, wow. so I think I, I all that time that I didn't have fat in the last six months, I've compensated for what I've missed. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to go back to not adding as much fat back into my diet because I can tell a big difference when I when I put too much fat. But it, do, it does affect your drive, it does affect your motivation. It, it uh, you feel a lot more sluggish.
0: Interesting. And I think what's really important to note is just how much it varies person to person. And so, yeah, definitely listening to how it makes you feel. And it's like your body saying, Hey, if I have too much of this stuff, I feel terrible. And some people get that, you know, they're eating what they think are really healthy. Like I'm eating broccoli and, and roasted chickpeas. This literally happened to this week. And when we think that we're doing something really great, but then she's coming in and saying like, look at my perfect healthy diet. I'm eating salads and almond butter and broccoli and uh, whatever else. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, not to get too graphic, but my bowels are telling me that every time I go, it's urgent and quite mm-hmm. formed. And that's, that's her body saying, hey, guess what? Even though you think this is healthy food, it's not actually healthy for you. That's the biggest misconception or misnomer when it comes to nutrition and wellness, in my opinion. Okay, that all of us should be following the same rules, and frankly, that's not it. We can't follow the same rules. If that was the case, then all of us would be healthy, because there would be just one perfect diet.
1: Interesting. Uh, so it, it's we're all different. We all so if we're, and we need to listen to our bodies to tell us what's good and what's not. Add a little fat to your diet. Because that makes me think of, uh, even from a leadership perspective, because the old leadership style is, I'm going to manage everybody the same way. Back to the baby boomers. Today, it's, well, you know, Pete's a lot different than Lucy. And what motivates Ken over there is not to say that motivates Jennifer over here. So we've got to modify that style and even with that, we have to modify the way we consume. But I, I would say, I remember my days when I was at House during tax season, and I'm up to my eyeballs and, and files and stuff. And, and the pizza was... Uh, it felt like it was there every night, but you know, it, would, it would be some type of fast food dinner every evening that they would bring in for us to eat and very little salad or anything. Now, I know that that has changed. But to some degree, it still exists. When we're talking about those, the busy, you know, whether it's a finance professional or any type of business professional, we're in that, when they're in that stress time of year, diet goes or, or nutrition just goes right out the window. Yep. What advice would you give someone who's going through that or uh, to don't throw it out the window, look at it from a, Different perspective, or you know, change their mindset to think about things differently.
0: Uh, Well, I think you just hit the nail on the head right there with changing your mindset. And what I've come to figure out a lot of what happens is when people are off in the real world, then you're focused on the things that are important or urgent to you. So, for a lot of people listening, you're really concerned with making sure that you get on top of you know, all the paperwork and juggling all of these clients' requests and, and spreadsheets and forms and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so not surprisingly, figuring out what you're going to eat has gone all the way to the back burner if it hasn't completely fallen off the stove. <laughs> and instead, food just becomes this thing that you have to do instead of something that you're maybe thinking about and mm-hmm. making a mindful decision of. So step one is raising your awareness around what choices are you making and then how does that make you feel? It's like if you're eating two or three pieces of pizza at night because you haven't eaten all day and you're just starving, Mm -hmm. does that help you sleep well through the night and feel well rested when you wake up the morning to have a fresh start for a new day or does it make you feel sluggish and kind of crappy? And recognizing, okay, so now that I've raised my awareness, step Mm -hmm. one, what's one small change? It's, you know, often when we talk about nutrition and wellness, people are like, well, I'm doing everything wrong. I have to change it all. And that's the fastest way to fail. Mm -hmm. So instead, we talk to people, once you raise your awareness, then step two is deciding on just one thing that you can do better.
1: So you're saying baby steps. I'm saying baby steps so it's not the new year's resolution because I'm gonna eat and drink everything I can through april through uh excuse me uh, december thirty first and beginning January one I'm cutting it all out right. and that's and that's why we fail in our new year's resolutions, so yeah. it's pick one thing to change that that you feel like you're doing wrong, mm-hmm. figure out how to make it right and see that through now i i've been I, I've been told that you know it it takes um like 21 days to start a habit. Because that's what's out on the internet and interwebs. But I've learned that it's wrong because research has actually shown it's 66 days to start a habit. It's a lifetime to maintain that habit. So do that for 66 plus days and then pick something else. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then by the end of the year, you have made some changes. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And I think it's good to note so that 66 days is that average. I will tell you, when I started adding a 10 p.m. snack into my life, my brain only took about three days to start that habit because that was very rewarding. And so habits can happen really quickly. It doesn't have to take 66 days. Mm -hmm. Sometimes habits are a little harder, like for some people, exercise is something that even if you do it solid for two months, it's still like I'm dragging myself out the door to go to the gym because maybe it's not that magic 66 days. So I just like to say that so that people don't get completely attached to like, well, I have to do it this way because it might not take that long. It might take less time or it might take more
1: time. More time. And you, and you, when you describe that, that your, your 10 p.m. snack, you said a magic word. It was a reward.
0: Reward, yes.
1: So it was a reward, which sent the dopamine in your brain going, Yay, I got a reward, which now creates that habit a lot quicker versus, Oh my God, I gotta go to the gym again. Or I gotta climb on that elliptical again. I don't wanna get on the elliptical today. I just wanna. So it's, yeah, it's also that different mindset. If you look at the exercise as a reward, mm-hmm. then maybe it will take 66 days. Right. And, and but the, yeah that's it's also the way we look at things and making that change can help us accelerate that habit mm-hmm. versus the the dread uh, the anxiety but it, but in your business i know I know you work with individuals and you work with companies mm-hmm. and you devise a nutrition plan. Do you also go down the path of with the nutrition, how much exercise you should include into your daily life? And, 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 and what's watch definition of exercise?
0: <laughs> well, I try to stay in my wheelhouse. So while we do talk about exercise, it's more a matter of finding that joyful movement. Because for a lot of people, exercise is a four-letter word. And they're like, ew, gross. I hate exercise. Or I hate the gym. Or whatever story you're telling yourself <laughs> um, of why you're not doing this thing. And, and then also the shoulds of like, I know I should blah, 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 and really helping, helping my clients recognize why, what's the speed bumps that's stopping them from doing more physical activity. And together we work through those speed bumps. So it's less like you need to be on the elliptical three days a week for 30 minutes. I have only used the elliptical twice in the last month because it's just, uh, you know, It's overdone for me. So now, thank goodness, down here. Maybe I shouldn't talk about the weather, but (laughs) North Carolina—it's been moderately okay to just go outside and take a walk. So that's what I do.
1: I I love the term "joyful movement." (laughs) What is that joyful movement? And and you hear, you know, this movement—you know, take the stairs, do some things. But those speed bumps—what are some of those speed bumps that get in the way? Uh, uh, Like, right—I used to love to run. And then one time I was training for a marathon. My speed bump now are my knees. They can't take the pounding. So I've had to quit running. And now I bike, elliptical, things like that that are easier on the knees. So the, the knees are a speed bump.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's where it comes back to mindset. So when we have insert problem, my body says it doesn't really want to run anymore. We can go on the route of, well... I guess I'm just going to have to go sit down for the rest of my life or more along what what Peter's done with, hey, now I am not running, but that doesn't mean I have to be a bump on the log. So I'm thinking in solution mindset, Mm -hmm. now I can bike more, I can swim, I can do other forms of activity that are going to be easier or just feel better in my body. Which I don't
1: know if that answers your question, but no, it, it does. It does. I mean, th- there are a lot of different speed bumps out there that that are, keep us from exercising, and it's it's like there's got to there's got to be another way to do that. Whether it's walking, whether it's you know something. My wife just had uh, total knee replacement, mm. and the doc said, "Don't even think about running. Don't even think about running." But you need to do something. You need to. Uh, and she's going to get back up on the elliptical. She's going to start biking, something to take it so she doesn't have that pounding on the knees. Uh, I, I think knees and backs are the, probably the two big speed bumps out there that keep people from exercising. And to recognize that and get help for those speed bumps, but try to find a way to have some type of activity in your life because it's a, the, you know, the, 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 the diet and the exercise, we hear it all the time. But we need to kind of live for that, which is going to take me down the path that when I, I mentioned I'm a type 1 diabetic, we got type 1 who are insulin dependent and type 2 who are insulin res, uh, resistant. Do you help type 1 and type 2 diabetics with their nutrition plan in order to be able to manage their diabetes better?
0: Yes. And Yes. <laughs> It's. I'm hesitant because Well-Balanced Nutrition, we don't specialize in diabetes counseling. Uh, We specialize in helping busy professionals, motivated individuals that don't want to be on the diet roller coaster anymore, Mm -hmm. get off the diet roller coaster and live well-balanced. So there are diabetics that I see that have wanted and needed to change that relationship with food and really change their behavior patterns, which is what we specialize in because we don't give prescribed diets. And that's not to say that those that's not uh, a good tool to have. That's why we have that tool on our website because some people do just need a kickstart and they need the structure. Tell me what to eat. And I get that, Mm. but Meal plans and diets are a dime a dozen. You can go online and type in, give me diabetic meal plan, and you'll come up with hundreds. Right. Free. You don't need to see a dietitian for that because it's out there, it's online. What what typically people need a dietitian or coach for is actually making the behavior changes become a lifestyle change.
1: So the 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 aspect of you and your business partner are probably first and foremost coaches to help people change that mindset to to live that that well balanced nutrition life and hearing you there's really no foods that are off limits per se which which was when my son was diagnosed as a type type 1 uh, I was in the back of my mind when the nutrition nutritionist came in at Children's Hospital, was talking to him. I said, oh, you're going to get the Riot Act now. They're going to... Yeah. And she said, you can have anything that you want in moderation. The only thing I suggest that you do not have and you get rid of are sugary soft drinks, period. Yeah. Outside, outside of that. And, and my jaw hit the ground. I was... Mm-hmm. And you're telling at that time a 15-year-old boy that he can eat everything, but he doesn't hear moderation. Mm-hmm. So, well, they said I could have almost anything I wanted, but it, you know, it's, it's trying to also help with that relationship that what it's doing to his body and his blood sugar was still to this day is a challenge. Right.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to diabetics versus the rest of the population, anyway, when it comes redo (laughs) when it comes to diabetes versus the rest of the population i don't know if this advice is exactly the same but what i really want people to hear is that old adage of everything's good in moderation is total crap (laughs)
1: I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I heard you loud and clear. And I, I, If you're out there and you just heard this, hopefully you weren't driving and you just went off the road. Uh, so, so go on, please.
0: I want everybody out there listening to think about the last time you opened your favorite crinkly package, whether that was Oreos, chips, pork rinds, uh, I'm, I'm throwing it out there some, some people it's even something healthy like the you know dry roasted almonds. but last time you opened that crinkly package of your favorite food and you know the serving says like for instance Oreos it's two cookies. I want everybody to take a moment and think about last time you ate two Oreo cookies uh-huh. I'm waiting. I haven't heard anybody. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Or or uh 13 chips is one oh, serving. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Right.
0: 13. And as a dietitian, I literally count out 13 chips. But I know again, I'm weird. <laughs> and the vast majority of people are not quite so diligent.
1: So if moderation how do, you, then how do you define it? Or how, how do you put it now? If, moder, if they said moderation, because nobody's really good at moderating themselves or monitoring themselves. So what's the alternative solution there?
0: Recognizing what your trigger foods are. And in the book, Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin, she talks about this idea of moderation and abstinence. And I think of it as very much a spectrum because I'm a gray zone kind of person. And some things, I mean, for me, dry roasted almonds are very easy to eat in moderation. I can have seven and be totally fine. You put those covered with dark chocolate, <laughs> forget about it. It's like, oh, I just want to keep eating and eating and eating. So I know that it's a bit of a trigger. Luckily, I figured out if I hide them from myself in the cupboard and I pull out just that little you know, dish on Friday night and count out my seven <laughs> chocolate almonds, then, then I can put them back in hiding and that's fine. Like I don't get triggered to go back for more. That's not true for everybody. Some people are like, yeah, if there's a container of ice cream in my freezer that is going to be gone by the end of the night. <laughs> so know thyself is step one.
1: Yeah, I, ice cream. That, that's that's one of my Achilles' heel. And, and they, I don't know if they still have it, but they used to make these things called dibs, little vanilla ice cream covered with chocolate. And you just pop them.
0: Oh, yeah. um,
1: <laughs> I don't. I I tried the whole moderation. I only have this many, and then next thing you know, the whole thing's gone. And, and one evening, I just don't buy. I just don't, for me, I can't buy them anymore. I, I just I I don't even go down the ice cream aisle. I haven't had ice cream in in forever because once I it's that's one of my addicting foods. Mm. Is and the only way that I know that if I want to stop it, I just can't even have it in the house. Period. Uh, Versus, you know, there's a few things in the house like I just have, you know, I'll count them out and and I'll hide them. But what I know the hiding spot, (laughs) and an hour or so later, I'm back in there getting it. So I know what my trigger is. If there's something that I don't want, shouldn't have, I haven't had chicken wings in almost two and a half years. Uh, I, I, I know. And and one of your blogs, you were talking about chicken wings and stuff. i like, oh, I haven't had. But it had to go back to the whole thing with the gallbladder and, and, and yeah. the high fat. Was, and that's still one thing that I... Because I used to eat chicken wings like crazy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have completely cut them out. I haven't had one not even grilled just yeah because it, it it would trigger that that dopamine in my mind in my brain and I'd be like yeah exactly so you work with individuals you work with corporations and you're also also out there to some degree on the speaking circuit because you are a professional speaker that's right and What type of conferences, what type of uh, of venues do you seek to come in uh, and present your information?
0: Well, uh, I think the most, my most favorite right now is we do, I do small group sessions for some of our corporate relationships here in Durham. And I love that because then it's this opportunity for the same group of people to get together and be vulnerable and open with each other, talking through all the things that we've been talking about right here where you know people have these ideas about nutrition and think, oh, this should be so easy, but it's not. So getting people together and having that group experience, uh, which is also the other thing that we're doing, which is meal prep workshops, or as I'm calling them, well-balanced meal prep parties.
1: Well-balanced meal prep parties.
0: Yes, because people think, I mean... Meal prep and party don't typically go together (laughs) in somebody's mind, but you add five or six of your dear friends or favorite coworkers plus a bottle of wine and you got yourself a party while you're also preparing meals so that you don't have to do it during the work week. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you, my wife's very interested because you can include wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm thinking meal prep and party. That's like you know fusion. It's it's like a meal prep party fusion kind of thing, where you get two separate things. So you, you you're planning out your meals, you're cooking your meals for the week. You've got friends over, you're having a really good time. Ah, yeah, we don't
0: actually do the cooking. You're doing the prep part, so it's like having your own sous chef. Oh, You do the chopping. One of our favorite things that are one of our dietitian fast food meals that we talk to people about is is getting sheet pan dishes together where it's, you just take whatever vegetables we'll say, like our favorite right now is butternut squash, onion, Brussels sprouts. And then you combine this yummy maple Dijon sauce together, pour it over the Brussels sprouts. And then you throw in maybe some Turkey sausage or some chicken tenders. Throw that all in the oven at four hundred for about twenty five minutes, and bam, you got dinner all on one beautiful plate.
1: Wow! Now the butternut squash and the, and the Brussels sprouts don't excite me, so I'm assuming I can substitute something for for that. Uh, now, do you have that that recipe uh, uh, on your uh, on your blog?
0: Not yet, but we do have our other recipe, which you saw, which is the um, citrus salad. Uh, So that's really great, especially as we're getting closer to springtime. So, citrus is really in season right now. Uh, But the salad is that, like, oh, spring is coming. (laughs) So, and it's nice because, again, this is something you build at the beginning of the week, and then you can put that in a mason jar, airtight, throw it in the fridge, and that sucker's still gonna be good
1: three days later. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is exciting. This is, this is all, this is all good stuff. I, I love what you're doing. And, and you did tell me when we started that you primarily are keeping your business in the Raleigh Durham area in the North Carolina area. But I would assume if somebody has questions from, let's say, I don't know, the state of Ohio mm-hmm. uh, or I, I do know that a large part of my audience is located up in California. Got it. So if they went to your website, uh, wellbalancednutrition.com and said, you know what, I, I'd like to talk to Lucy a, a, a about this. You would take that phone call, wouldn't you?
0: Definitely. Yes, definitely. We, um, we have capabilities to do virtual calls. And in California, that's actually covered by insurance, which is pretty rad. <laughs> so... We are fully capable and and ready to help anybody across the country. Um, It just happens to be that we live in Durham, North Carolina. And
1: and so if you could do me a favor and, and provide your nutrition plan, but just the opposite of it to the Duke basketball and North Carolina Tar Heel basketball team, make them gain a little weight, become a little bit more sluggish now that we are into March. That would, uh, that would yeah that would that would soothe this Kentucky Wildcat fan a whole lot. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I think <laughs>
0: I've think Got a, a couple friends on the inside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, I applaud you for what you're doing. I, I I I I you've got a lot of passion and your mom shared with me that you are, are very driven, very passionate as it comes to food, and you can tell that. You, great advice. I'm going to put your website. In the show notes, how can people find you? How can people reach you? Uh, what's your email address? If you don't mind giving that out.
0: That's fine. Yeah, it's Lucy, L-U-C-Y, at WellBalancedNutrition.com.
1: Great. And we'll put that out there as well. And if you need some advice, and, and I, I, the great thing about technology, so you said you can do virtual calls, so you can still stay in Raleigh, but your business can't grow outside of the borders. Uh, and you can help people with the meal plan and stuff. And I, I I hope that everybody who's listening to this will go out and visit her website, tool around it a bit. You'll learn a lot. It's really interesting. She's got great videos. And make sure you click the meal plan section and look at the uh, video on what what is it called? I just it just. The
0: plate or the refresh challenge.
1: Yes, the Living plate and Refresh Challenge. It, it, it'd be worth a few moments of your time. And we all can do a better job and our nutrition become a little bit more healthier because when we are, we're much more driven, happy and um, motivated.
0: Hmm, exactly. And we, yeah, we are living better and helping those that we want to help better when we help ourselves first.
1: Exactly. So Lucy, thank you so very much for your time. I've enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully sometime, I, I do get out to the Raleigh-Durham area uh, that our paths will cross. Maybe uh, we can go out to dinner, you and your business partner and I, and, and maybe not. You'll start seeing what I eat. You know, no, you shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> I'll, turn it, I'll, turn it, I'll turn it into a free zone. But it, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. I can't wait to our paths cross and, and, and meet face-to-face one day.
0: Wonderful. Same, likewise.
1: Thank you. Now that you've listened to this episode, what are your next steps in becoming more balanced in your nutrition? Remember what Lucy said. Pick one thing and work on it to change the bad habit and to change your mindset. Baby steps. That is the answer. If you'd like to contact Lucy, her email address is lucy at wellbalancednutrition.com. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, Please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Also, please visit www.c-sweetradio.com to listen to many of the outstanding podcasts that they have in their network. Have a great day.
0: Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com.